listening to Riffs and Scripts. My name is Cole Bryant. My name is Amber Sava, but if you want to call me Hannah, I'll understand. (laughs) (laughs) No one will understand that whatsoever. They will if they listened last week. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So um, today we're doing kind of supporting... Well, I mean, we're doing... the, The word support is involved in the title in some way. Amber, you can explain. Yeah, so essentially we just wanted to give some shout outs to people who support not the lead role or the front man basically I think is the idea is is so bands that open before the headliners and do really well and don't get enough credit or um actors that do really well um and don't get enough credit kind of thing because we love I that mean, we love that giving people I mean I I I've picked some pretty huge bands Do you know what I picked some really big actors <laughs> I'm so not going like, to lie Like because you said like supporting, I was like, yeah, but sometimes when I've seen like an ultra massive huge band, yeah, like, and then I've seen another band that's also massive, but they've been the support act. I was just like, yeah, but some of them were really bloody good though. Oh, exactly. So I kind so of that's put what them we're on. doing. So supporting acts. So actually, based on what yeah. exactly what you just said, do you want to hear a funny story? So I, I do. went and saw um, Frank Turner live at one point. I've seen him a few times. There you go. Was a massive yeah. fan for many years. I still am, but not quite as hardcore as I once was. But I went and saw Frank Turner live and I really, really enjoyed um, the support acts. And I was like, well, I'm not going to say who yet, but um, someone who did um, an opening act, I was like, my goodness, this this man is a musical genius. This music is stunning. Oh my God, I love it so much. And then I went home and I told my mom and I was like, my God, mom, the warm up act was so, so good. And she was like, oh yeah, did you, did you catch his name? I went, yeah, yeah. But, okay, context. I was like 17. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, his name was Billy Bragg. And my mum's jaw just hit the floor. She was like, you saw Billy Bragg? I was like, yeah. And I was on barrier. He's really good, you know. My mum was like, I know. He's Billy Bragg. So that's how I discovered Billy Bragg. He's brilliant. Boom. He's brilliant. Boom. If you don't know Boom. him, look him up. Oh, um, at the time are. of recording, it was Bob Dylan turned 80 yesterday, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? Today is a special day for me because I am a nerd. And okay. and as we record, yeah, um, uh, it's a nerdy special day because it's International Towel Day where we celebrate the work of Douglas Adams, who wrote Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So I see. Knowing where your towel is. But also, it's a day connected to Terry Pratchett and, um, uh, like, honouring Terry Pratchett, but also thinking about um, Alzheimer's as uh, and donating to Alzheimer's charities and things like that. So, it's a good day, because uh, okay. 25th of May featured in uh, in one of his, book, one of his books. Is a really I'm really sorry day. to shit all over this, but since you've mentioned the exact date, that I do want to say we're recording on the 25th of May, which is also a year since George Floyd died. So yes, little, that's the other thing that happened. Little um, nod to that. It's important. Yeah, don't let's not forget. Let's say names. Yes, make sure it's let's still be buzzing allies. Um, be allies without speaking on behalf of people you have no place speaking on behalf of. Educate ourselves. Read books. Sign petitions. Make the world better. Keep, all keep that it jazz. in the zeitgeist. Keep it in the zeitgeist. Yeah. You know, momentum. Sorry, that was quite negative. But since you said the date, I wanted well, to go. Well, it's not negative at all. Well, it, it is negative, but 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 you know, it's significant. Um, it should be ever present. Yeah, in it our shouldn't. Memories. It shouldn't matter only because it's trending. You know, it it matters. Yeah, exactly. It really, really matters. So bear that in anyway. mind. Anyway. 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 Where do you anyway. want to start? Man, I I um, 
Do you know what I've got? I I I actually added while we were chatting just then. I've added one or two more bands. Amazing. And now I have a problem. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to start with um, I'm going to start with a band who people would kind of already expect from me because there's some bands on here who you wouldn't. Okay. Um, necessarily. Um, Get but the that's because no really no- I don't necessarily talk about all the stuff I listen to all the time, but people know I'm in a rock band, so you know. Mm. Um, I'm going to go for Saxon, who you probably don't know much about, but Saxon were kind of, and still are one of the biggest metal bands in Europe at least. Um, they were never quite on par with like Judas Priest Maiden back in the day but they were kind of that that sort of era. They, they were quite early on. Actually, they've gone for a bloody long time. They did a couple of brilliant songs. Um, I saw them, they headlined the second stage at Download. I think it was 2013, mm-hmm. I think. And Maiden were on the main stage, which for me was like great, because it's got Saxon and then I Maiden. And, um, you know, old school metalheads will, will know all about Saxon. Just a brilliant band. And they've somehow managed to change enough with the times that they've not become totally defunct like um they incorporated more modern metal kind of tropes and things i'd say not not totally but you know as they've gone on um and they were just really fucking good and at the time the lead singer biff byford um he must have been in he was at least in his 60s one of the best singers i have ever seen live out of anyone and at that age compared to people at like my kind of age you know like 60 something year old singer who is hitting great notes so clean high brilliant um such a good front man as well he has such a good relationship with the crowd and everyone's going mental it sounded phenomenally good um so yeah check out saxon check out um princess of the night that's a great song it's my favorite saxon song uh, which is about a steam train, because fuck it. Because, um, <laughs> but there's, it's, they're, they're just a really good band. They're not like, um, they're not like, oh my god, they're like the, one of the hugest names in music. But like, they've kind of had this big following in Europe this whole way through. Yeah. Um, whereas you know some bands make it in the states, the UK, and then we all know who they are. But some bands tour the crap out of Europe, make loads of cash doing it. <laughs> you know, and Saxon are one of those bands. Just not phenomenally anymore good. for the UK. <laughs> no, that's fucked my career. Um, <laughs> anyway, Saxon, check them out. Check out Crusader as well. Like some of it's dated. Like a lot of it's dated. I'm not. I'm not going to say otherwise. But they did. I think it was Thunderbolt was their album that I thought was bloody brilliant. Um, which is um, which was like in the last few years, just fucking great. And Biff Byford's voice is so fucking good. Uh, so I'm swearing a lot, but I'm enthusiastic. You always swear a lot, anyway. It's why the Irish love us? I think it might be down to that. Someone yeah, exactly. said that to me. He was like, "Oh, they don't mind how much you swear." I was like, "Oh, sorry." <laughs> Do you know? On the topic of swearing, I, I was thinking the other day. This, I think this is one thing this podcast has done for me that's really good because being an actor and being someone who has to prove themselves a lot the way that actors do i think yeah. i i often try to show like a very pristine version of myself yes do you know what i mean and i and like you know you, we've all got our phone and look we should all have like our professional selves yeah absolutely, like it's absolutely. important but when that's mixed with your creative life and a job where you really do put a part of yourself out there 
um i've actually found it really quite liberating and it's been because yeah. of how much you swear and don't give a shit what you say because yeah, i can't yeah. then be like well the <laughs> next thing i'd love to discuss is the role of this and blah, 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 blah. so it's actually really... you've kind of pushed me to just chill the fuck out and put a much more real version of myself yes. out there do you know what i totally agree Ah, um check us out. uh and i'm really glad that i helped you do that because um in like Sometimes I I have I have limits to what I say in 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 public life, and this is part of public life. This is part but of the public is, life because me and you get on so well, and I don't have to worry about what I say. No, because we know each other so well. We do, and we've got such a good rapport anyway that I can just say, do you know what? Something's just shit, and I'm sick of pretending otherwise. <laughs> like or, or like things like that. Part you know, what of I mean? our friendship is that we show very authentic versions of ourselves to yes. each other. Yes, and we've yeah. made the decision to go well that's actually quite golden it's really nice to have yeah. that kind of dynamic we're going to make a podcast based on that dynamic more than anything yeah. it's Absolutely. based on the fact that we bring out a very authentic part of ourselves and we're willing to share it to an extent exactly obviously yeah. there are things we talk yeah. about there's stuff that we the, but there's stuff there's stuff that i've cut out that we wouldn't say i'm sure oh, at yeah. some point and the, the, and know. the occasional conversation that we don't record although lately we've been struggling we're like yeah do you remember when <laughs> we were on the phone we just do it. and we were like it feels weird that like i've not got my mic set up <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, it's like the podcast. Man, this is good content. We should save this. No, we're talking to each other. What? <laughs> like, <laughs> this is another thing about how egotistical we are, though, because we think we're fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and whenever we have a chat, we're like, oh, that's some good quality shit right there. Someone Man, write this I down. I wish the mic had been on right now. Someone should write that shit down. <laughs> oh oh wow i just gave myself a headache with how much i was laughing oh anyway oh my god i'm crying. anyway so amber, 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 you, you've got loads of these amazing people in kind of supporting roles and i want to hear who is your first that you're okay so my first one is more of a comment about how how the the oscars cannot possibly be like fair and perfect and no Basically, I looked it up, and this was in 2010 now, which made me like, oh, 10 years ago. But do you remember Black Swan? Bloody hell. Do you remember how good Black Swan was? Did you, did you yes. Not... Right. Uh, no, I didn't, I didn't watch the oh, whole thing. Black Swan is so um, good, and Darren Aronofsky is such a great director, with such a fun name to say. Darren Aronofsky. That was, when you said Darren Aronofsky, I was like, is that his real name? Because that is his real name. brilliant. And, Darren um, Aronofsky. He, so he directed like Black Swan. Now, Black Swan was fantastic, and... Me and Kitty, who you'll remember, we were like at that perfect age where we loved some kind of because we we were going we were like late teens, so the darker side of art and the existential side of art becomes very apparent in that stage of our lives. That's when we all get yeah, into Sarah so. Kane and shit like that, right? Um, the the artsy gothic teenagers, basically. We were yeah. we were emo kids listening to MCR and watching Darren Aronofsky films, and I'm not sorry about it. Thank Obviously. you very much. So, um, anyway, Black Swan is brilliant, and it so there's an actress who played the mum in that film and her name is barbara hershey and she did a phenomenal job like it was stunning acting like i was blown away by her she played the mum of of natalie portman who's becoming a prima ballerina and um the work pressure or this weird psychosis she goes through and the mum mm. is the mum is not a 
perfect character like her, by any stretch she's very overbearing and keep it's like borderline horror it's like yeah. it's scary well, uh, but it was brilliant it's gonna sound weird but i turned off black swan you are I was fucking like, kidding me you turned it off i was stressing out I, I was stressing out because there was a thing with some photographs and i was just like man i can't deal with this today I'm just i not can't accept that from you it's such a good <laughs> film no i'm sorry it's artistic no I, I, it's something i really will rewatch. my point is she very much deserved an oscar for it she deserved a whole like list of awards for it and didn't get them and i think she got unlucky with what year it came out because no offense and i I don't mean to shit on this but the following year the film that got loads of oscars was my week with marilyn which i saw and it was fine but i don't think it was groundbreaking uh, theater cinema and i don't think it was groundbreaking acting i'm sorry but i just don't and i just like no one did a bad job nobody did a bad job but it just it didn't wow me the way that mm. that something as artistic and unique as Black Swan did. And I just mm. feel like if Black Swan had come out a year later, she would have got all the awards, hands down. Yeah. And um, I know that this is one of those moments where I'm, I'm trying to talk about how good she was. And by it, by proxy, I'm shitting on other people. And that's not my intention. No, no, no. I don't, my intention I don't, I don't is think... I really think she deserved awards. And if she, it had come out in a different year, she would have got them. I think there's there's a thing in that um, we're saturated. This is this. You, you, give me a moment to finish the thought, but it's like we're saturated with really good stuff. Yeah. So um, it's when something is truly exceptional that we're like, oh shit. Whereas like generally, it's actually quite rare that things are really bad in oh, that kind sure. of class of film. Yeah. Um, in that kind of type of i mean that's why even if you get nominated you know, they now put it on the back of dvd cases or whatever yeah nominated, yeah, nominated actor. For, yeah and like that's great and everything my point is i just really think she deserved awards not nominations Boom. well and she got how unlucky. about i how about i watch the black swan the black swan before um before our next episode so that i can say oh yeah she was well good talk to it? me about when you watch it i we, i have to hear what you thought because it's so how far did you get, get? Far. you didn't go that um, far I'm not sure what I'm not sure what happened. Oh, I remember turning it off. It might have been because my ex was stressed out. <laughs> okay, it Let's might not have been because I was stressed out. Right now, I'm, not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. No, 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 no. This was years ago. Yeah, ten um, years. Yeah, exactly. Literally, I was like nineteen or something. Um, like for yeah. me, overall as a movie, Black Swan brilliantly towed the line between something being disturbing and enticing at the same time yeah yeah like i couldn't take my eyes away from it like it really hypnotized i just oh loved it i might rewatch it and then come back and go "Mm, maybe i overhyped it a little bit (laughs) do you know what this is total side tangent but films that i have turned off films that i have turned off i turned off um event horizon yeah because I was like 12 when I watched it and I was like, this is fucking stressful. I saw a guy hanging from the ceiling by hooks and I was like, nah, I'm not, not I'm I mean, done with this shit. Enough. Um, and I turned off the Twilight first film because I was so bored uh, 20 minutes in. I was just like, wow, like this never happens to me. I've never like, I, I'm like, you. I, I let people finish their thing because I might like appreciate the, the journey and, and yeah. they might be taking me somewhere. Yeah. Twilight. I turned it off after 20 minutes. I was just like, I'll do literally fucking anything else in the world right now. (laughs) I have often finished a film when I kind of want to turn it off because sometimes there is a payoff and I just hate thinking I might have missed on a payoff. 
Like exactly a good example, and I think I don't think it's the best film in the world. Again, is have you seen Crazy Stupid Love? I haven't. No, I'm going to be honest with you. It's kind of trashy. I don't think you'd like it. Well, it's, well, why not? It's, it's lots of different love triangles. It's a little boy fancies his babysitter. The babysitter fancies the dad. The dad's wife has had an affair. So it's this chain of of mess. And my dad put yes. it on, and it was like a Sunday. We were watching it, and I was like, "This is all just really like." juvenile and i'm not enjoying it and then there's like a big blowout at the end and it there's like a 10 minute section <laughs> that i find utterly hilarious and i have to admit you need the build up to to appreciate it so yeah. it did a, it was a really good example of a film i wasn't enjoying that gave me a massive payoff the only film i i, I know that i turned off wasn't because it was a bad film it was because it was very long and very depressing so I was home from uni at one point and I had a load of shit to do. And I was like, right, I'm going to put this film on. Um, I'll do my exercise while I watch it. And then I'll make some lunch and eat my lunch. And then by then the film will have finished and I'll do my uni work, right? Yeah. The film was Schindler's List. Oh dear. And so I did my exercise and then I made my food and I ate my food. And then I watched it for like another hour because it is a very long film. And I was just so <laughs> depressed. I was so depressed. I had like an essay to write. And I was like, I, I don't have... I was exhausted. It's a brilliant film, but I was absolutely mm. exhausted. So yeah. It's 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 I um I, I actually had this conversation recently um with my brother's fiance about um certain films are like it's almost like a different medium. Um the way you should kind of treat it. So so as you know, I'm a big cowboy film nut. Yeah. Um and there's a certain era of cowboy films and as i've said before sometimes they're just much longer and yeah, it's partially about that build up slow burn, yeah. um and uh slow burn exactly that now if you're the kind of personality who likes that kind of stuff and that's kind of your thing then you love it but for a lot of people that's really overwhelming and luke drummer um <laughs> i'm just reminding people no i know i just like uh, the way you said it luke brackets drummer luke brackets drummer um he loves quentin tarantino films right he yeah. loves pulp fiction i love and we quentin th- tarantino he, he thinks he's got adhd or ADD or something like that right so he loves pulp fiction because it's in bite-sized chunks and it's all just action happens action happens action happens right yeah but he hated the hateful eight oh which I, is a long it's so long um, i've not seen it yet long, because i just haven't oh you should watch you it. need you like watch, a whole day like to watch need, i know need, i would you need I a few hours you need a few just, hours to sit down and watch yeah yes. i should have done it in and lockdown shouldn't i because it's totally understandable this it's totally understandable but the hateful eight is one of in my opinion one of tarantino's best films and one of the reasons why it's like that is it is a cowboy film and well one of tarantino the Sergio, loves westerns he's yeah, yeah. not one, one of the reasons that Sergio Leone, who made the big cowboy films, made them so long, is because he was incorporating Ennio Morricone's score, the the, the composer's score, who I've mm. talked about before. And The Hateful Eight, w- the soundtrack was composed by Ennio Morricone. So okay. it's part of it, this long build-up. And I was just like, Luke, why did... He turned it off after, like, half an hour, and I was like, Luke, what the fuck is wrong with you? You need to watch it to the end. Because the entire, like, last third of the film is just mad. Right. Right? I'm not ruining it by saying that, I'm sure. It's a Tarantino film. You expect that shit. But, like, the last third, maybe quarter of the film is so mad. Yeah. And I was like, Luke, you fucking dick. (laughs) (laughs) Have an attention span, you bastard. I mean, you can always watch it in sections. We, we, Boyf and I do this when we want to watch Lord of the Rings. Sometimes we go, look, we'll find a pausing point and we'll turn it off and we'll come back to it tomorrow while we have dinner or something. Like, that's an option. 
Like you have to treat a film like a series sometimes because they're should. exhausting. This is jo- thing, those kind of films aren't happening as much anymore because if they're going to have the time and the budget to make a three-hour movie, they'll yeah. just spend that time and budget making a six-part series, which will be way more successful yeah, yeah. just because of the way the medium has changed. Do you know what? I have a radical opinion about films. Oh, do share. I have a radical opinion. I think films should be longer with a break in the middle. They used to be. That's what they used to they do. Used they used to, used to have, have intermissions. Yeah, yeah, I where the orchestra the... would play music for a while and stuff. Yeah, yeah. In in one of the I think Monty Python films, they have an interval in the middle. Yeah, and it's just it just is is built into the film. Yeah, I mean, if and you... I was like, man, I would love that. Or even if they're the same length, because people, I, I every time I go see a film, I have to go up and have a wee at some be, point for sure. And so we're I'm like, both tiny people with tiny an, ladders. Yeah, yeah. If there was a, as, if if I'm watching a film that's maybe two hours long, right? Maybe or maybe one hour forty five. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'll just about have make a it. break <laughs> about fifty minutes in. Why yeah. aren't we all? Why isn't everything built like that? Weirdly, um, I think uh, Hateful Eight actually has chapters in it. Yeah, where it goes, yeah. Goes to a black screen with chapter three and stuff like that. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. So yeah, <clears throat> no, I totally agree. Anyway, if you actually look at so back in the day. Going to the cinema was very similar to going to the theatre. It was a yeah. very big deal. It was a night out. The music was live because it was just of the technology of the time. And it mm. was quite uh, an expensive, established yeah, thing yeah, to do. Yeah. And it was very similar to going to the theatre now. Absolutely. And yeah, for some reason, we understand. I remember when we did Sweeney, we did two hours without an interval, mainly because of how much time we had in our venue space booked. And one of the biggest complaints we got was, why wasn't there a fucking interval? I needed to pee and it was mm. really hot and this, that, the other. And I'm like, yeah, no, you're totally right. And yet two hour movies, everyone's like, no, you can hold it. <laughs> like, Yeah. Mad. So mad. But 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 yeah, that's how the mediums changed because it didn't yeah. used to be like that. And for a lot of people, um in, in my opinion, that's the only way that the cinema will be saved after On this. my Sound of Music video that I had as a little kid, there was a section where um it, li- it literally did the interval on the video where it showed not credits. It, I think it just showed really beautiful picturesque shots yeah. of Aus- Austria with a load of music and it was like the break time, even in the video that they made, which is cute. Boom. So Speaking of music. We've given an example each. <laughs> Let's do another one. Yeah, we've done, we've literally done, with what, 20 minutes in, and we've done one uh, thing. So um, another support band, I'm going to kind of, I've got a list in front of me. I'm going to pick one. Okay. Um, more modern. So this band is actually broken up now. Um, but they were, I've mentioned them a few times in the podcast and I've mentioned them in terms of, um, one of my favorite albums, but mm. I'm picking Heaven's Basement. So I saw Heaven's Basement a few times, um, each time with Aaron Buchanan, the, um, the, not the original lead singer. There was, a they were actually an entity before there's, there's some really interesting stuff about, um, how they had disagreements with their management and then the management ended up managing another band um who i know the singer from actually because um he used to sing it sang it singing another band that we played with a few times um who are a really good band um but heaven's basement my opinion one of the best kind of bands that managed to modernize a kind of, some classic rock elements right mm. so um which is, you know, a cool thing. Um, but they were much more modern than um, a lot of the bands trying to do that. So there's kind of a sliding scale, basically, of like, his bands I really love from the 70s and his bands from the last 5, 10, 15 years, right? And mm-hmm. then people go, oh, I want to sound a bit like this and a bit like this. And most people do, I'll be honest, a lot of them sound very similar. 
Yeah. Um, but Heaven's Basement weren't quite like that. There was bits of things like Deep Purple in there, and there was little bits of that kind of stuff. But there was also, you know, it, it was just so much more up to date, the way they wrote hooks and things, and the way everything came together just in terms of... It was just kind of modern songwriting, but using older elements, but, like, recorded well you know <laughs> and um live i saw them live and aaron buchanan one of the best front man in the world in my opinion um really really bloody good uh great singer um and a, a brilliant songwriting ability knows how to write something really hooky and fucking great and um sadly heaven's basement split up they did two different bands one called cruel knives and then aaron buchanan's band which is aaron buchanan and the um and the cult classics and they're both great um uh i think they're both both really really good but for me it was just about that first album and it's a moment in time and i was just lucky enough to catch that moment in time before they stopped playing together um which is that's that's a big deal for me you know absolutely because um, they were one of my favorite bands and helped me they they helped me push me along gradually towards this path where I'm at now. It's just like, I just feel a lot more in tune with modern bands. Yeah. Like, oh my God, Don Broco have a new single out and it's fucking great. <laughs> just like, like you know, I, I'm just, now I'm I'm listening to, to modern rock bands that don't really sound like classic rock at all, but that was kind of a stepping stone for me. So I saw Evans Basement um, supporting Skindred. Um... I have included festivals in this. I think I said before before we started mm-hmm. recording because you know I've I've been to a lot of festivals and I've seen bands at loads of festivals and you can't like you know the, the the weird thing for me is that the vast vast majority of gigs I've been to have been my own gigs because they take <laughs> up Saturday Friday nights. Oh you know? yeah. Um, sure. So so you see less and less bands the more you work you get. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, well, you see less and less bands that you're going out to see you see a lot of bands that you play with and that is actually reflected in one or two people later but um uh yeah i saw this is really weird but i really like skindred i think they're a great band i really like benji the um the singer um he's just a great front man really cool really fun weird thing is though i have found this thing with skindred fans is that it, it sometimes you you get just certain personalities like certain different bands and when i saw heaven's basement the people who were there to see heaven's basement were fucking great to be around and some of the people who like skindred i suppose it's because they had a couple of big really really big songs that everyone heard that there was just a lot of drunken twats starting fights um yeah. and um and stuff like that and that's not that's not even a criticism of oh, if you like Skindred. I fucking like Skindred. I think they're great. I think some of their more recent stuff in the last few years has been really good um, as well. But um, it's it's weird that certain fans of certain bands just seem to have certain personalities. Yeah. That's not like... I don't know why that is. But um, there was a, just a bit of a funny environment. Like this guy was just holding his fin- middle finger up to Heaven's Basement the whole way through with a Skindred t-shirt on, wait and see Skindred. And I was just like, what oh, the absolute then. fuck is wrong with you? Also, he was like, 
Um, Show up at nine six, and stand he, at the back then and watch the yeah. light. Well, he was six. He was six foot something. Oh, of course, and he, he stood was. directly in front of the people. We were like close to the back because we couldn't get any closer forward. Yeah. And he just like walked directly in front of these two people next to me who were like these guys who were like kind of five foot four but yeah. were like wide as fuck. <laughs> like so, they just you know, we are they the troll men. <laughs> so it was good. They were like they were like how I think of fantasy dwarfs as in not that short but just fucking built people you yeah. know yeah, yeah, yeah. like um, no, that's, yeah exactly so yeah they ended up having a, a good little yeah that was a little scrapperoonie you that know what nice. disappointed me was I went and saw 30 seconds to Mars with some friends amazing gig again I don't care what anyone says they were so good live it was one of the best Boom. gigs Why not? I, like Why not? they were so good and when we went there I didn't realise this until I got there. Enter Shikari were opening. So I got really hyped because oh, nice, yeah. I used to love Enter Shikari and the three people I was with didn't know Enter Shikari. And I was like, I'm sorry. Can someone get excited with me, please? <laughs> like, you know, when sorry, um, it is sorry or not. Yeah, when sorry or not a winner starts, that dun 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 dun. I'm just watching your face. Fucking tune! And no one was hyped with me and it made me really sad. Also, I remember... See, this is the thing, because I can talk to you about opening acts as well, so the acting stuff might be a small percent this week. When I saw MCR Live, again, one of the best gigs, and cute thing, me and the boyfriend were at the same gig and didn't even know it. Aww. how cute is that we were little teenagers who loved mcr Super sweet. we're exactly Super the same sweet. gig and didn't see each other um, adorable right that day I, I okay genuinely i think people need to be careful especially when you're a five foot two female about burnout when you go to gigs especially if you really like the warm-up oh, yeah. acts so i i developed a really good technique in in the mosh pits where um whereby i chose moments to like plant myself so i couldn't get pushed back but then when everyone was moving forward, lift myself so I moved forward with the crowd and plant. Yeah, 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 so yeah, the, yeah I so do that, yeah. You know, like when waves bring you towards the shore, that's what it was like. But the um, I can't, there were two opening acts. I can't remember who the first one was. I remember really liking them. And then the blackout came on and I didn't realise until that day how much music by the blackout I knew and really liked. I was like, oh, I'll enjoy this a little bit, I guess. And then yeah, why not? was a bit like, oh no, I know this song. This is a banger. And oh no, and they were they just had so much fun being exactly who they were. Like I remember this yeah. one moment where like the main guy, it's gonna sound weird, but you had to be there, just was like making eye contact with people in the front row and he like licked his mic in the little <laughs> interlude or something. I can't remember. But it was just so much fun. But the issue then was I was really close to the front in like the O2 or somewhere like that. With yeah, yeah. with a load of guys twice my size. And the the front is the most vicious bit because when people are that close yeah, to the front, yeah. they want to get they want to get as close to the front as possible. And I and you was get crushed. Yeah, I was no, I was getting crushed, and I was like leaning my head upwards to try and get air from above because all these sweaty men were around me and I couldn't yeah, breathe. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then another girl, she didn't mean it, but another girl passed out. So when they were helping her, they were lifting her over the barrier and she yeah. was kind of flailing, trying to find her footing and she kicked me in the head. Yeah, yeah, happens. She, she yeah. didn't mean it. It was a total accident. But dude, you know, like in a cartoon when the birds fly in a circle. 
like that yeah that yeah, happened yeah. to me and i was like shit i'm going oh, down man. and then they had to lift me out yeah. and i couldn't walk for a few seconds and then i like went to the loo to wash my face make sure i was okay like doing that then realized my younger cousin was in there who was only like 15 16 and like this Uh-oh. this mama bear instinct i remember i was looking into the sink like washing my face and i kind of looked up and went <gasps> And like oh, ran, no. <laughs> ran back in like fuck. Where's Christ, my cousin? I've got the iron on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was absolutely fine. I got a concussion. That's the oh, end of that story. Oh my god! So, so yeah, genuinely, oh, you do have to look. Mosh pits happen, and ninety percent of the time, people actually really do care about your safety people aren't there yeah, yeah, yeah. to be horrible like i've said this before but lamb of god was the gig i felt the safest in my life because it was so heavy um it was heavy music but heavy mosh pits the second the second i looked around yeah, like yeah. i need you to just get, get out, grabbed people yeah. moved you so um people are it's one of the kindest most playful places a mosh pit at a rock gig but when you are small and it's getting too hot mm. and when you're not as strong as them you do need to like pace yourself a little bit <laughs> there's certain things uh this is a whole subject i'm actually really really interested in uh just like the whole kind of social kind of uh psychology of of, of mosh pits is that i i have noticed um people are a little bit younger there's certain things about mosh pit edu- ed- etiquette that yeah. they don't necessarily get yeah um and uh things about just how you behave like so so there's things like there's the crush which is what i call the crush is that like you're in like maybe the first three rows where you're just pushed right up against that barrier. yeah 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 boom, 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 boom. but then there's you to know me, like in monsters the, inc the when the pit. garbage gets yeah. turned into a cube it's yeah, like, yeah that. like that like that uh and i that actually makes me really really anxious so i i, I go up to the front for a lot of bands but sometimes i get stressed out and yeah. i don't like that yeah um and i have to just psych myself into the right zone for it but then there's mosh pits where you're just going around and being violent yeah where you're jumping and flying Um, into each other and just yeah and smashing the shit out of each other yeah um which is certain things but it's like it's an expression of violence without the actual intent to cause people harm people do get hurt obviously but um it's you know, we all have a capacity for violence and we all kind of enjoy the adrenaline and physical exertion and that kind of yeah. fight or flight thing. Play fighting. It's and like wrestling. It's a way, <laughs> yeah, it's a way of tapping into that, which isn't entirely safe, but it's kind of risky enough. Yeah. And, you know, you're balancing your wrists and things, but you're not like picking out someone going, let's have a fight. No. That's and when stupid. I see that happening, that's I get not what really it's angry. For. Yeah. Yeah. That's not what it's for. And um, when people do that, people tend to kick the shit out of them. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> if do. If someone picks on someone in the pit, people just saying, oh, you can fuck off. Yeah. You know, um so i i i really believe in mosh pits it so sounds stupid no, but so I re- i'm I really i'm enthusiastic so and also there's a the thing about consent in it was you don't really have to be part of it yeah. and there's stuff about also a thing probably probably more of a modern thing so maybe something good that the younger people have brought in but people are really respectful of women in the mosh pits that they i are. have been to it depends yep. obviously on where you on are, where you are. Who you're yeah. with, etc. What band you're watching? Yeah. Who who's going but to see that band? Personally, for as someone who's been to a lot of gigs and a lot of mosh pits, I've never been groped. No. I've never been hurt. Like I said, she did not mean it. The girl who kicked me in the head, she was no, semi-conscious. But literally, I've never felt like unsafe in those. But I tell pits. you what, I would feel unsafe if I was at a pop concert. Yeah. And that kind of stuff. Would I happen. totally agree. I w- totally um, agree. 
and I, you know, I'll tell you why I think that is. Um, I think that people who are into the things about metal, metal music is it's a niche music genre, yeah. which means that people who are going to see that are seeing it because it has a niche uh, thing that they identify you with. You go to be with your tribe. Want to see yeah. That. yeah, 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 with your tribe. So it's like when I walk down the street and I see, if I saw 50 people mm. who were like, two foot taller than me all wearing Iron Maiden shirts and Meshuggah shirts I and feel shit so I would be like oh I, yeah, yeah. yeah those those are cool I like them yeah. whereas if I was seeing people if I was seeing five blokes um, of like um, who weren't wearing stuff that represented any kind of niche interest yeah, I'd yeah. be much more worried I, I can understand um, your point I see the point you're that's making not, yeah. that's not a criticism but of all the rock, people but, the rock but world it's like, is its own little sub-community yeah. that's your point whereas, it's a, whereas it's a, the pop yeah. world is something that's open to absolutely everyone and yeah. it doesn't really matter if you even like music that yeah. much all you know? sorts of like ages just, uh, you've got young yeah. you know yeah. and so the people that go there don't have that niche interest they don't have that reason to be there the reason that they're there is to have a laugh and have a, have a lot of fun which is great and yeah. i love that but for some people have their way of having fun it's being shit yeah um yeah for sure basically um have which you is seen... a criticism of everyone oh. or if you love pop music there's some brilliant I, I was checking out um oh my god who is it that came out as non-binary really recently pop, oh pop singer oh i know this but i can't remember i can't remember i'm sorry um I can't remember. I um, but like literally, like by the time of this airing, it will have been like two weeks ago, um, maybe three. Really, really, gr- and and I and I was like, okay, do you know what? I'm actually going to properly pick out some tracks, and I'm going to listen. And I was like, oh, this person's really good. I really like this. Yeah. And that doesn't usually happen to me with a lot of a lot of pop music, um, but um, hey, I really like that. It happened with Pink and Lady Gaga. Wait, but what it happened didn't happen with, Pink? with most of them? What happened with Pink? That, that I was like, I'm going to check out Pink properly, and then I was I like, love oh, Pink's Pink. really good. I'm a huge fan. Pink's just pr- uh, Pink's a brilliant show show person. Incredible, um, great, great singer, unique yep. voice, yep. brilliant writing, great songwriter. Yeah, everything about Pink is great. And if you if you disagree, you're wrong. Basically, yeah, she's amazing, and I saw her live. Tough shit. And actually, to be fair, I know because we've we've been talking about the pop atmosphere um pink has got i, I didn't realize until i was at the gig but pink has a massive lesbian following and it's really quite beautiful so people yeah. were like waving pride flags and like giving her gifts like it was a really lovely atmosphere when i saw her live um have you seen i don't know if you've ever been to a chop suey gig i have not but the no. moshing gets gets savage but again it's everyone knows what they're in for and have you seen what used to be called the wall of death Wall of Death, yeah. Yeah, where where you go to two sides. Fucking great. And then you just, oh, you just like. Lush. It's literally, you know, like in. People die. You know, People like in sometimes. battlefield scenes when everyone, when the two sides are on their horses yeah, I love that shit. and they I go towards each shit. other and the front line will get killed. It's that, but for moshing. Can I be honest? That's yeah. one of the reasons why I want to go LARPing. <laughs> <laughs> so I can do that and just hit the shit out of people. Oh, I want to tell you something stupid and fun from when I was a kid, right? Go for it. Uh, when when I was small, like less than ten, we went to see uh, went to see went to Wales for a holiday, and we went to some one of the great Welsh castles. Wa- Wales, if you're listening, we'll probably do a Welsh episode at some point. Oh for yeah, some we, great yeah. musicians from Wales. Um, uh, but Welsh people will know they have some of the best fucking castles in the world. Wales has more castles per square foot than any other place in the world. Did you know that? I did actually. But Wales, good for Wales you. is great, and yeah. they have an interesting, rich history. But they also, when I was a kid, had something going on at some big Welsh castle where there was hundreds of like 
like kind of basically extras that they paid to be there on the day dressed up in all different um types of like scary medieval garb and this one guy who was kind of like darth maul and basically there was a it was some kind of event there was like hundreds of kids and hundreds of them and they give everyone a foam like you know one of those things that you float on in the in the swimming pool a foam tube yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and they told us to batter the shit out of each other love it and i battered the shit out of darth maul so we all just fucking ran at each other it was the best thing in the world it is therapeutic and it's good for you i had it once with with one of my old housemates she came home Home. and she she's very like you know good good girl kind of thing and, yeah, and yeah. she she's not very confrontational and she's not very she can communicate her issues but she doesn't cry easily she doesn't like she doesn't like get emotional very easily you know yeah, yeah. she's very polite and yeah she came home one day and i could just feel her like tense energy and she's trying to talk mm. it out and she's going i just don't know what to do i just don't know what to do and while she's talking i just very slowly stood up handed her a cushion <laughs> And she kind of just took it like, okay, and then kept talking. Then I slowly picked up another cushion. Yes. <laughs> and mid-sentence, yes. smacked her with it. And she was like, what are you doing? And I was like, you need to let this out. And I just started, I was like, come on. Yeah, and yeah, I just started, yeah. like, And I swear to slag. you, I didn't call her a slag, <laughs> but I was like, come on then. And she literally, after like 10 seconds, not even 10 seconds, she was like, all right then. And then she starts hitting me back and we're just in my living room battering each other with these cushions and we ended up on the floor laughing and letting all that and she felt so much better we're not saying walk down the street and batter someone we're saying that there is therapy in the movement you know whether it's moshing or pillow fights or larping or whatever or stage combat like it's good for you the thing is that that is why metal is still so popular Right. That's because that's the thing that those music genres are tapping into. That yes. part of your brain that goes, you so "Oh, I need right. to get this out. Yeah. I need to get this fucking out." This and anger that's why, that I'm that's not allowed why... to express in any yeah. other day in my life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think, I think, I think partially, um, that's one of the reasons why so many men like it is because men are full of testosterone all the time. Yeah, and there's there's few outlets that are safe and good and right for aggression yeah. and and heavy music is one of those and i think partially that's what that's one of the reasons why i do obviously think there's an exclusionary gatekeeping shitty element to that uh, um, there always is but i think there always is, is with this kind of stuff but i do think that's part of it i think um uh Le- lemmy from motorhead always said you know the reason why people love metal and rock music so much is because it just fucking feels good yeah it just feels I mean, good i will not be able you to know? do this justice but music is it's it's a waveform it's a physical thing it's a resonance yeah, 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 yeah. that is literally what music is and everyone will have different types of resonance that yeah, yeah, quite yeah. literally resonates with them <laughs> like mm. so like we could we've all cried at some douchey song but we've also all gotten really pumped it's why musicals are so good musicals even the yeah. like kind of especially the cheesy ones we enjoy it because again it's a massive expression it's just a different energy but it it expresses that joy or who doesn't love a massive ballad i refuse to believe i'm the only person today who sang maybe this time in her kitchen because it is it's from it's from cabaret Um, maybe this time i'll win exactly but more like maybe this time waving your arms uh, like a dervish yeah but, and that's thing we all have that in us and music is a wonderful expression yeah. of that we sound like uh, such like, hippies like don't there, we? There, is, there is a thing there is a thing yeah uh, like i typically most of my favorite stuff is stuff that makes me want to have a fight or a shag if i'm entirely honest <laughs> <laughs> like like 
Yeah, it's it's very visceral, isn't it? So the next thing I wanted to talk about, so there's there's loads, but I wanted to talk about like the kind of phenomenon that is the supporting part rather than just the actors. So the simplest way I can make this point for actors, if you are still listening after all this chat about moshing, congratulations. Oh, but well. <laughs> any actors that are listening, like um, the easiest way to put this is most most male actors I know would rather play Mercutio than Romeo. Would oh, you? definitely. Right, and let's talk Obviously. about that. No, but that's exactly my point because I think a leading part, and this needs to change in my opinion, but a leading part has like a job to do for the story and therefore can be a bit shit. What's Romeo's job? Romeo's job is to love Juliet yeah. stupidly and hopelessly and unconditionally to the also, point such, where it so literally wet. kills him. No, but exactly. But then Mercutio is this complex, interesting, antagonistic character. Yeah, you, yeah, I think yeah. this is the thing. I think this might be it. Writers want you to like their lead part too much. Yeah, so yeah. they try so hard to make you like them that they become very uninteresting yeah. Yeah, in comparison out, in comparison to no one Shakespeare doesn't give a shit if you like Mercutio or not. Oh, no, no, I don't course. think that's true because his death is no. tragic. But yeah. his death is tragic because Shakespeare was writing a play about hate and what hate does to us. But mm. that's a whole other thing. But my point is, it's just he's he he doesn't mind as a character. Picture him as an actual person. He doesn't care if he offends you. He doesn't care. He will express himself. He's got these deep-rooted insecurities. He's he's such a dick, but also so, so relatable. And I think mm. that the, the secondary parts are so much juicier. Another really good mm. example is, um, would you if you got to pick, would you rather play Batman or the Joker? Why are you even asking? Exactly. Like, <laughs> like, like, I'm just saying I'd make a great Joker. I think you'd make a great I'm Joker. I'm just going to throw it out. I got really Partially defensive. because I am actually a psychopath. I got really defensive over the 90s Batman films recently because I liked them. And Which ones? Well, so so uh, it depends... Oh, let's... Oh. I liked Do you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say Batman Forever. Batman Forever. People shat on that one loads. Jim Carrey is a fucking brilliant Thank you. Riddler. I was like, he was Jim, such Jim, a good Riddler. Jim, Jim Carrey took the Riddler and was like, that's the best version of the Riddler. Everyone else who... Again, everyone who disagrees is fucking wrong. Sorry. And also, Tommy Tommy Lee Jones as yep. Two-Face. Fucking brilliant. Yeah, so they I was fucking talking, so nailed it. Because I watched them all as a little kid, they kind of... They've merged a little bit in my head. Obviously, of course, Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer I as Catwoman... I can't remember Batman and Robin that iconic. Well. Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman is iconic. I liked Batman and Robin as a child just because I wanted to see Robin. I liked yeah, course, Robin yeah. being present because that's part of the the, the overall story of Batman. Robin's I a really interesting character. Exactly. And funny for children. And this is the thing. Yeah. When, when we were 90s kids, the Batman movies were aimed at kids. And then we grew up and then Christopher Nolan got involved. So we've kind of grown up with the canon, which I think is kind of great. Yeah, um, of course. Yeah. So, yeah, I just... And I also think that um, Nicholson's Joker is fucking sick. He's just. No, well, I'm well, not open was, what, to being convinced otherwise. Was, um, when Heath Ledger was was um, studying to be the Joker, yeah, he was talking to Jack Nicholson a fucking lot. You would, wouldn't you? You like Jack like, Nicholson like, was so he's sinister a actor. He, because Heath and I, I'm not shitting on it. Heath Ledger was amazing, but his interpretation was was that they were scars and you saw anger in yeah, him. Yeah. Whereas Nicholson's Joker had that sinister smile with yeah. those fucking crazy eyes at I, all times, and it's terrifying and it's brilliant. 
man, this this. Do you know what? Let's just fucking talk about the Joker for five minutes because it's really good, right? Um, so um, I did a third so, year essay on the Joker. Let me just get that good. up. Good. <laughs> so, so, so someone um people people pissed me off after the Joker came out. So well, people pissed so, me off. Yeah. Um, Joaquin Phoenix did. I I've still not seen it. I've Joker. still not seen it, and I'm sorry. Okay, I'm not so going to tell you anything about much. it. I will watch I'm not going to tell you anything about it. I don't think it's anywhere um, online I, right um, now, but I'll watch it soon. I was both very satisfied in ways that I wasn't expecting to be in terms of how it worked in the Batman world. Yeah. Because because I'll tell you now, he said, oh, it doesn't really make sense to the rest of the Batman world, but there's things in there because it is in Gotham and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. and I, I was really satisfied with that. It's a standalone thing. Yeah. It was a very, very fucking good version of that character, basically. Yeah. The one, one, one of the wonderful things about the Joker is it's just... <laughs> wonderful things about Tiggers. One of the wonderful things about Tiggers. Now, Tiggers are wonderful things. The tops um, are made sorry. out of rubber. The bottoms are made exactly. out of string. Sorry. Um, so... So um, it's a Joker that you can do different perspectives. Uh, it's a character you can do different perspectives on and they all kind of work if you hit certain points and beats and things. Yeah. Um, um, so Joaquin Phoenix's Joker is brilliant. But what fucked me off is that people started shitting on Heath Ledger's no. Joker afterwards. And I was just like, well, you can go and fuck yourself. No, that's um, ridiculous. Heath Ledger's Joker was, was iconic. It was just brilliant. It was a it real was moment in and, cinema history. And, he said, uh, Joaquin Phoenix said uh, that entirely informed his Joker, but he did. took it a different way and different yeah. things. And um, uh, something I've got to say are you familiar with Mark Hamill's Joker? No, I'm familiar with Mark Hamill, obviously. Oh my he God. He did the Joker? So, okay. So you might not know, but Mark Hamill, obviously Luke Skywalker, but he has also had an immensely successful and brilliant um, voiceover career. And he voices the Joker in all of the Batman cartoons. Oh, right? and, well then, and, yes, I, um, I I watched them as a kid. So, the, like the like so old that, ones. That's, that's Luke Skywalker. Oh my but God. you should just. I I mean, if you're listening at home, just look up Mark Hamill saying Joker lines. And he, for instance, I think he's read loads of Donald Trump tweets as the Joker. For instance, <laughs> he has an immensely good Joker voice, and I would, I would. Good money on the table to make Mark Hamill do a live-action Joker because as an old man Joker, it's so fucking good. He's like, to me, Mark Hamill as the Joker is like on par with 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 Nicholson and Joaquin Phoenix and and uh, and Heath Ledger. Like, it's so amazingly good. Yeah. Um, you should. I did a whole. I'll send you some links afterwards. I did a whole nerdy essay in my third year of uni about fractured masculine identity in twentieth century cinema. Um, and I talked about, I started off with like versions of mm. Hunchback of Notre Dame and Phantom of the Opera because they are physically deformed men in some way. Then I like moved yeah. on through and I just remember the moment that I got to go. This leads me on to discussing one of um, arguably the most iconic villain of 20th century cinema, the Joker. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> just like typing like, yeah, bitches. <laughs> you need to see this Joker now. You need to see that. The, the, Have you the seen Joaquin the man Phoenix who smiles? Song. Have you seen the man who smiles? No. <gasps> Cole, are you kidding me? It's what inspired the Joker. I'm I'm not oh, I kidding. I didn't know about this. So like I'm I'm an idiot, clearly. Okay, so there's a there's a movie from the 20s called The Man Who Smiles or The Man Who Laughs. I can't remember, sorry about it. And it's about a a person a child who as a child his his dad like was a traitor to the king or something and his childhood punishment is that his face gets pinned in a permanent smile. Oh, I see, yeah. And yeah. um the actor is phenomenal because if you really think about the context it came from he is smiling all the way through that film and there are scenes where he's crying with a smile on his face which is 
insane. Like, this is why you need to see that film. Okay, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. We're both just yeah, nerding yeah, out together yeah, now. Yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. genuinely, because I talk about it in the same essay, and I was like, look, uh, no one has definitively said it's based on him but it is pretty yeah. fucking obviously based on yeah. him and one yeah. of the first i don't know it was either the first or one of the first times that the joker actually made an appearance in the batman comics it was a, a the page was him holding a, a deck of cards like fanning them out in his hand yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah, it yeah. says and it's called the man who smiles so it's like yeah. i'm sorry yeah. it's based on him so you're watching will... a black and white silent movie, but it, again, it's, it's sparks. It's the character. That's it's him. The, the, yeah. That's the archetype that they've it's, kind yeah. of... Yeah. Phenomenal. That's so, my, so cool. So bringing back to the that. point I was actually making, though, we would yeah, not have sat here. We would not sit here and get this excited over, like, George Clooney's Batman. No. That's so, so that's my point, is I just think that there's something... There's clearly this pattern of of the second character that is mm. often so much more interesting than the first. In fact, yeah. here's another fun example. Have you seen Singing in the Rain? I've not I've not seen the whole thing, it's but fine. it's just I, Don't worry I, about I've it. seen the 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 wonderful bit. But it's a really good example. <laughs> there are many, but whatever. Oh, it, yeah, it's yeah, a really good you know, example. The one I mean of you've got the leading man right and yeah he's got some ups and downs but in general he's there to be the leading man right his best friend is one of the best things about that film the best he plays the funny best friend but all the way through he gets quips in he does a whole song on his own and again like i just think he's more fun to watch and more interesting and just i just love it and yeah and i could go on for ages but my point is yeah there's something there's some kind of pattern here in the secondary role which is why supporting actors sometimes might like really steal the limelight you know you call it stealing the show when we did Sweeney Todd I was livid because I was playing Toby I was playing a female version of Toby and I was determined in my little head my little like at home I was like right people are going to come to see Sweeney and Mrs Lovett they're going to stay for my Toby and I put a lot of effort into it do you know what I mean yeah. And then the guy who played Beadle kept getting fucking mentions in reviews as the one stealing the show. I was like, you little shit. <laughs> I wanted that to be me. I mean, that, that does happen when you go to see like musicals. It is does, it you yeah. go, yeah, but that's the one I like. The one who turns up. It's like Puck. Puck, you know? Puck is a perfect example. Thank you very Puck. much. The Puck, Puck is the my favourite character in, 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 in Midsummer Night's Dream. Yeah, Just, same, same, same. You know? I actually used to use it as a phrase when I was talk when I would analyze things at uni and stuff in all my like theater courses. I used to say, yeah, who's the, who's the puck? Who's the puck of the show? Who's mm. the fun one that we really enjoy watching? Who, who it's not about them, but it's it's about them. I saw uh when I lived in Tame and again when I was really young, mm. a production of Midsummer Night's Dream that was in Oxford and there's a particular bridge in Oxford and you can get down onto like this gardeny basically they put a stage around it and Mm. they had puck but he looked and was dressed like spike from buffy the vampire slayer oh cool and he was doing all these magic tricks and to me in my brain that's just what puck looks like now yeah (laughs) so so every time i'm like you know i've seen midsummer night's dream a few times since then but i'm just like you know puck appears and i'm like (laughs) that's what my brain says I met this person, um, I believe that they're non-binary, so I'm just going to stick with they. Um, I met this person at, at like a, a, an event um, for, a, for a play and we got chatting and kept each other's details. And we don't like, we've not like stayed the best of mates, but we like each other's stuff and we keep yeah, an yeah. eye on each other and it's cute, right? And um, they have been 
cast as Puck for something big. I don't know if it's the Globe or if it's the RSC, but for something like at that level. Yeah, something and proper. You, and it's it's totally true because the trailer is the is a camera zooming in on them as Puck going, oh, come into the forest. Because yeah, that, that is more enticing than any of the other characters. Yes. In Midsummer Night's Dream. Yeah, for sure. Man, it's really interesting. Um, there's, there's a whole... Um, this isn't quite the same, but I think there's a thing about... Yeah, not the main character, but but, yes. but but there's something I wanna I wanna mention that I've always wanted to talk about is that why my favourite superhero is the Punisher, right? Ooh, um, that's so, that's big talk. Oh, I don't know if we have time for this, but go on. <laughs> um, maybe I can. Uh, I'm just showing you my phone case, is, which is the I Punisher like symbol. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And a lot. Uh, it's on my guitar strap. It's it, it's all my stuff. It, my my favorite superhero used to be the Hulk when I was a kid, but that's because I like the hit things. Yeah, um, smash, smash. I I feel like I should probably God, do a whole episode Hulk about in the Hulk Punisher. Mosh pit. We'd all die. Oh. We yes, wouldn't make everyone it. would die. But we just wouldn't make He'd it. He'd have to be calm the whole time, otherwise <laughs> yeah. we would all just die. Um, but I'll just say, uh, just really briefly, because I want to talk about the Punisher properly at some point in time. But the Punisher, I think one of the reasons why he's so interesting and attractive as like this kind of cult following yeah. as, a, as, a, as, 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 a, as a character is that he does not fit the hero tropes. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, you love an anti-hero, basically, and that's, that's why. Yeah. yeah, and I think there's, there's something in that that's a, a little bit adjacent to that idea of the background character is is you know the one that draws you in. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's the same idea, but it's it's there's something adjacent in that. I will talk about the Punisher a different point in time. I think you should talk about one more supporting actor before we finish up. Okay, because, because you've actually um, just made boom. me think of one, which was in the Netflix Daredevil series. Did you see it? <sighs> so good okay yeah second series is a bit slow but but then it it picks up and actually i'm I'm now going to kind of flip the point we were just making on its head so sometimes we have the perfect world with the lead characters and then the antagonistic side but then daredevil i would argue does the opposite because daredevil goes through like a whole fucking existential crisis it's like what is good what is bad How i'm do so I do glad good? you've seen that by the way but continue it's so good and my, then you've got respect Foggy. for you was here now my respect to you is up here oh thanks just saying i'm so glad thank you so much um but my point is it kind daredevil kind of did the opposite because i remember watching it and being like talk, like yelling at the tv that foggy was too good for all of them of course he is. I was yes, like, Foggy, get out of there, get out of there. They're all idiots making bad decisions and they're vi- uh, And you're uh, making the smart ones. Yeah, yeah, and he and he was vulnerable and, and he I like again the mama bear in me just wanted to save yeah. him so badly. And also, he's trying desperately to be a good man the whole way through. Yeah. Foggy. Oh and my I, I God. love that. I just and loved I, him. Cole Cole loves goody characters, actually. I do. I love him. I love um, him. Eldon Henson like, was the actor, by the way. You know, who also? You mean the Bash Brothers guy, the guy who is one of the Bash Brothers? Oh, it's uh, so good. Sorry. Who was but also continue. in like he he his acting is so impressive. Um, so I'm really glad you made me think of this. Did you see the Butterfly Effect back in the day? I've not. No, it was recommended to me, and the I never but- saw it. I think I feel like it would be a bit dated now, but the Butterfly oh, Effect you know. for me was like one of my first psychological thrillers I ever watched. So yeah, yeah, you yeah. always remember those movies that fuck with you for the first time. And the yeah, same yeah, yeah, actor yeah. played, yeah, a, like a, a oh, like a tragic best friend. The basic concept of the story is that uh, the main guy keeps can go back to pivotal points in his life, 
and change yeah. a small thing and then his life goes yeah, in yeah, all these yeah, directions. Yeah, yeah. I know that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I'm going to call him Foggy for now because fuck it. Uh, and Foggy in The Butterfly Effect at points plays such a tragic character who gets screwed over mm. by these small moments, like a really victimized. And at other uh, yeah, points, yeah. you're like, there's a version where he turns out okay. And like, he is so brilliant in it. So he's a fantastic actor. But yeah, I remember watching Daredevil and just being so upset and um, music tech went, run piggy. And I was like, no, but that's exactly how I feel. <laughs> Have you read The Lord of the Do Flies? Do you know what that reference I, I, was? Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. yeah. Piggy and Lord of the Flies. But yeah, really fantastic actor and just I'm mwah. I'm really I'm really glad you mentioned him because yeah, me if too. I had been doing a five supporting actor roles, I might have put him in it. I wouldn't have thought to put him in it, but I'm glad we did because that's the whole point. What else has he I, done? Yeah. The Mighty Ducks never. Well, saw. I mean, well he was in yeah, he was one of the Bash brothers in the Mighty Ducks. So well, the, the here's the weird thing. We know him as a quite physically diminutive individual in like Daredevil. Yeah, he's, um, he makes himself whereas, quite small, doesn't he? Well, here's the thing is that in he's basically always been that height. So in the Mighty Ducks, he was one of the Bash Brothers. So he was one of the tough guys who's wearing a bandana, not too dissimilar to one of mine um, right now. Um, but he plays like a, the tough guy, and they like he's like their their guys who beats the shit out of the people who goes after the the main scorers and stuff like that. Um, right. He, I'm just a, looking a, through. By the way, that was a brilliant film series. I'm just looking through his list of stuff, and I was about to say, you know what? He's not done a huge amount of big names and like a lot of it's tv movies or one episode on tv series so he's definitely underrated but he was in an episode of safe by the bell and now i need to go back and spot him because i used uh safe by the bell the new class Mm, i don't know i don't know how i can find that one i know it's all saved by the bell he was in she's all that which i used to love that's like one of the most iconic like 90s chick flicks she's all that have you seen she's all that nope not at all Freddie Prince Jr. You know gives what? the girl a makeover. It's great. I think I think what we have to do is we have to continue this discussion next week because I've I've said like two bands. Yeah. And uh I there was loads of stuff I wanted to talk about with my other bands that I've written down and I haven't talked about them. And okay. um, you've only talked about like two, maybe three lead actors. Yeah, I mean I to be like honest, we've, we've just we've talked around talking, the subject. So Yeah, we've been yeah. But that's a, what this is for. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. So, but yeah, let's call um, it there for today. But we could. I'm. Totally, yeah, yeah. I would love to keep. I would. I think also some I'll of it comes up. It, some of it comes up in conversation. Like I'm glad we thought of Eldon Henson. I wouldn't have thought of that otherwise. But he's a perfect example of what we're talking about. Um, I'm writing down the Punisher. <laughs> I fucking love the Punisher. But yeah, all right. Well, let's I call it a the day Punisher. there. Um, yeah, boom. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We are on Facebook now. We're on Instagram. Just Riffs and Scripts pod for both. Um, email us, riffsandscripts at gmail.com. Yeah, please, 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 please. If you're, if you're listening, give us some questions because we love to hear, hear what you guys think, what you guys want to hear more of. Um, also, if you just want to do, we can do a little bit of Q&A sometime and, and give us some questions and we'll, um, we'll answer them for you. Also, so send us an email. by the way, we've hit 500 downloads. Yay! Blush. Boom. That's, that's Half an actual a number. Yeah. That is a number. Yeah. That is a number. All the other numbers before were pretend numbers, they were but that fake. one's a real number. Exactly. There we go. Anyway, exactly. Thanks for listening, you guys. We'll see All you right, next fun. week. Yeah. Much love. Bye bye. <laughs>